Welcome to Alaskwatch, the show all about Bigfoot in the great state of Alaska. I'm your host, Beans Baxter. So lace up your boots, zip up your coat, and come with me on an adventure as we explore all things cryptid in the last frontier. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm here with researcher, historian, author, and event organizer for the Boreal Bigfoot Expo, Jesse Desmond. We're going to talk about the Boreal Bigfoot Expo. All right. So the expo is happening uh, in Fairbanks, Alaska. It's in the middle of the state. It's uh, scheduled for September 4th over at the Centennial Center at Pioneer Park. And it's like an all-day thing, kind of goes from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., unless you have those special excursion tickets. And then there's an extra excursion uh, time frame that's added into that. But we only have five of those tickets left. Right on. So um, am I correct? I've, and I haven't done a ton of research on this, but is this the first Bigfoot convention in Alaska? Okay. That I know yeah. of, yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. I think there's been some like paranormal conventions or something in Anchorage uh, maybe a few years ago. Uh, they, know... they have the whole life festival, which is kind of, it, it's, it's more focused on like um, new age and you get a lot of psychics and, and tarot and all that kind of stuff at those events. Right on. Yeah, but this is the first Bigfoot-centric event in Alaska history that we know of. Yep. We're, we're pretty excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess I will cover... Let me start with the tickets real fast. So, ticket prices, regular tickets are 25 bucks a pop. Um, you get some cool stuff with that, including a... Uh, we're going to have really cool wristbands that are kind of commemorative as well. And those will get you in and out the door uh, as much as you want. Uh, youth tickets are $12 and we only have five excursion tickets left. And those are 35 because you go on a, an extra excursion. And we have all that information over at the website, which is BorealBigfootExpo.com. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Larry's going to link it at the bottom of yeah, I'll put it in the podcast information. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we are going to have like an earlier event the night before. We're calling it Bigfoot and Brews, and it's starting around five p.m. and it's going to happen over at Hoodoo Brewing. So, if you're old enough to drink some beer, um, and you want to hang out with with some of the people who are t- attending and kind of meet the guest speakers and the people coordinating this thing uh you are welcome to join us at bigfoot and brews um then we have we have three guest speakers for the event and we have larry beans baxter of course uh who's that guy (laughs) (laughs) um are you gonna be talking about port chatham or are you gonna be talking about just keen eye stuff in general uh mostly port chatham i probably will bring in some general keen eye stuff into it just uh kind of to show the uh, amount of sightings that are in the area but uh, it's generally going to be about port chatham a very uh 
it's kind of almost like a Port Chatham travel log. I, I like to take pictures and show people pictures because it's, you know, not very many people are going to ever actually get to go there. So, so I like to take people to Port Chatham. And you're also going to be selling your, your new book, right? Yep. I'm going to have my book and some other really cool Bigfoot and Alaska themed knickknacks and um, stickers and magnets and maybe shirts. I'm working on that. Um, we'll see how that goes. Okay. Awesome. We're also having uh, Michael Thompson at at the as a guest speaker. He's he runs uh, Sasquatch Tracker. He's out of Toke, Alaska, and uh, he actually works for uh, he works at the border um, with law enforcement. So, in case anyone's anyone wants to know his background, and uh, he's been investigating Bigfoot stuff for. I think at least 20 years or 25 years or something. It's been a long time. I don't have the number right in front of me. Uh, and so he's going to be just talking about his files from Sasquatch Tracker in general and what he's found um, out of the Toke region, I think. And he does, he's the only guest speaker who doesn't have a book, unfortunately. Like, he needs to work on that. He needs to work <laughs> on that. Um, our our third guest speaker is L. Shane Land, and he he's from uh, Port McKenzie, or Point McKenzie, Alaska, and that's uh, in the Matsu area. And he has um, like military intelligence as his background, and so he has he has this whole thing about um, this FBI file nine five dash two one three zero one three. Bigfoot and the FBI. So it that's kind of an interesting topic because you don't get a lot of Bigfoot and FBI uh, topics. Yeah. And he I also has a book. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pick it up at the expo. Yeah, I, I have it. I, I've i read part of it so far, but I haven't gotten through all of it. I've, I've been pretty slammed with stuff. Uh, but so far, it's pretty interesting. Um, let's see here. We, we will be having some special guests, which I, I know that you know about. <laughs> um, and that's including, we're going to have Stephen Major from uh, e Extreme Expeditions Northwest. And he just released a, a new documentary. And I think he's going to be filming some more stuff. Um, probably not at the expo, but uh, people are welcome to visit his booth and talk about stuff with him. Uh, he is also bringing up Adam Davies to hang out at his booth with him. So if you are familiar with Adam Davies, then you can go there and meet him. And we are possibly having uh, Dr. J. Robert Alley. Uh, I know a lot of people have read his book, uh, Raincoat Sasquatch, which is excellent. And he has a new book out, which I know that you just mentioned on your previous podcast, <laughs> or one of them. And uh, I think you can only get a copy of his new book, like at at these events, these conventions that he's been going to. That's the way it's I not online. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, those are our special special guests that that I know of so far. Um, we will be having a town hall, so people can openly share their sightings, and those get really cool when. Um, when the Finding Bigfoot people came up, I was like one of their liaisons for for the Fairbanks area. Um, 
they had a town hall up at the mushers hall and it was it was like it was so packed in there it was like standing room it, you know they had people standing around the, the back and stuff and people were there for like three to four hours just sharing stories it was it was pretty awesome um so ours won't be three or four hours long i think we only have it slated for like an hour or an hour and a half um so if you miss the town hall we did team up with um the bigfoot mapping project out of texas and they set up our own bigfoot mapping project for alaska so people can go online either beforehand or during the event or even after the event and uh post their sightings and stuff and or you can always go to sasquatchtracker.com and report your sightings to michael thompson <laughs> so there i mean there's there's a lot of uh, ways to get your your sightings out there, which is pretty cool. Uh, we we are going to have a bunch of vendors. Um, we're going to have a lot of really cool displays, including this. Really, this is really cool. It's a life-size Gigantopithecus skull, and and it's based off of the partial jaw casting. And they built it. It's like it, it's huge. And I say that, and it the person who has it like showed me a picture like over the internet <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And then I saw it in person a few days after that. And I was like, wow, this is big. Like it's so impressive when it, when it's like right in front of you, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. That's true. Um, I had seen that poll that uh, at the Medellin falls event, they had the, the uh, cripple foot tracks. Mm -hmm. And I'd seen pictures of them like all my life, all the entire time I've been in a Bigfoot, I never actually saw the cast. And my first impression when I saw the cast in person for the first time was there is no way something that big is alive and walks on two feet. I mean, they were just, I mean, it was just amazing how big they were. It was just yeah, amazing. <clears throat> well, now since you've seen that cast, then you can like take a look at this, this skull and see if it kind of matches up you know because i haven't i haven't seen those casts in person i've only seen pictures and pictures i don't know like it there's not it just a, doesn't, there's even a good sense of scale right right yeah. even if there's something right next to it like you go okay well i can see that but it's sometimes when you're in person it's just different um we are going to have we're going to have a, a bunch of photos and we're going to have a bunch of stuff about different cryptids. Um, but we are going to have this really cool audio booth thing. And Michael Thompson is setting that up and he's building it. And I, he's in the middle of building it right now. So I haven't seen like a final result, but it, it's really cool so far from what he's, from what he's told me. <laughs> um, Michael Thompson is, is one of the event coordinators for this as well. Um, let's see here. We will have some door prizes. I think there's, I think there's like a door prize from China Hot Springs Resort, like a night stay for, for two people or something. And, oh, we're going to have a really cool selfie station. So, you know, I know that's important for people, <laughs> uh, but it, it, that should be kind of fun and cool. And I think we're going to have a Bigfoot running around. Uh, we, we will have to see. Um, but we do, we do have, uh, we do have some deadlines if people want to participate. Um, 
if anyone wants to do a piggyback event, like, I don't know if there's, if someone has like a coffee shop or something, they want to run a Bigfoot special, maybe they'll do that and they'll let us put a poster up and we'll say, hey, if you're going to our event, then swing by this coffee station and, you know, and pick up a cup of coffee or something. And we'll, we'll kind of like work with each other or something or. You know, I think it'd be really cool if there was like a Bigfoot 5K or something. Yeah. Or if a, like um, a nonprofit or something wanted to host something like that and then charge an entry fee for like yeah. the, the race and then, you know, raise some money, that, that would be a great idea. Yeah. So I don't know. We haven't had any hits on that yet, but if someone's up for it, then we're we're definitely willing to uh, to do that. But we're, we're having a deadline of August 1st, so that's coming up pretty quick. Uh, we do still have some vendor spots available. Uh, deadline for that's also August 1st. And we and then we have a cryptid photo call. So if anyone from the public uh, has a picture of Bigfoot or some kind of sea serpent or Thunderbird or whatever, um, or maybe they have tracks or maybe they have photos of like a nest or something, uh, all those can be sent in like we um we just require like some some name to go along with the photo so it could be your name it could be anonymous it could be your favorite internet username as long as it's uh nothing explicit um <laughs> the location of the photo like it doesn't have to be exact if it's if it's something in your backyard you don't have to say that you could just say, hey, I live in uh, Ninana, you know, and that's that's your location. Um, and then some kind of blurb, you know, like, hey, saw this thing in the woods. I was on a hike with my dog and and just kind of came across it, look, looked different, took a picture of it. And then you just email it to me. <laughs> and uh, again, the the email is always uh, at the website, which is borealbigfootexpo.com. And you could always just email it to me at borealbigfootexpo at gmail.com. So it's all just one word. Um, I think I think that's the majority of the info. <laughs> uh, I know that was like, a, probably sounded pretty windy there <laughs> no it's, it's all good uh you know it's going to be an exciting event it's going to be one of the first of its kind in in alaska i think um I, i'm curious to see i think uh some of the events i've gone to like that uh they've always had like a who's you know who traveled the farthest to be here not not guests or not not you know like mm -hmm. guest speakers but uh, attendees and maybe yeah. give a little door prize for that or something because alaska is such a big place um i think uh you know if i came from uh, Juno or, or Southeast or somewhere up there just to go to that. I think that maybe they deserve a little prize. So uh, that, that might be something we can do. I'll, I'll donate a book or something we can give away. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll let the others know about that. Let me, let me write that down because I don't want to forget. Yeah. Um, and also while we're talking about that, I wanted to mention, you know, I've been a speaker at three or four events now so far. And I have to say, I am so impressed with the way you guys, how organized you guys are. Uh, I got an email that said where I was supposed to be, when I was supposed to be there, when I was staying, 
where I was staying, you know, how long I was staying there for, uh, when the event started, where the event was going to be. And that seems like something you would take for granted, but you shouldn't because I've been to events where you show up and you're like, where am I supposed to be? How am I supposed to get there? Where am I staying? <laughs> you know, who do yeah, I talk yeah. to? <laughs> so uh, I got to give you guys a lot of props for that, especially for a first year event. Uh, that is some amazing organization. I don't know uh, well, who, who all deserves that praise, but uh, please let them all know. I, I'll let I'll let them know. We the group that's putting this together. It's it was my idea, and I kind of put feelers out around like late December, and early January, and I was like, well, I'm not going to do this unless I get some people on board because I just cannot do it myself. And I had one person here locally say, hey, I'd like to get on on that. That's that sounds really awesome. And then Michael Thompson out in Toke said he wanted to help put it together. And we have a guy down in Healy who's helping to put it together. So we are kind of all spread out. And I'm surprised that it's that it's uh, kind of just coming together like it is. Like it, it's, we're all really excited about it. And we, uh, we're, we're in the process of determining which trail we want to use for the excursion. And we're, we're not going to let that information out to the public. <laughs> uh, that's only going to be for any of the speakers who want to go on that and for the people who have those tickets because, um, you know, that's like a special thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah. So. I think it's going to be a, an awesome event. Uh, you know, like I said, it's got some great organization behind it. And uh, uh, just, you know, you guys were asking about uh, the presentations and what, you know, do you need, uh, what do you need? What's your presentation going to be on? Are you going to have a PowerPoint? And I'm, you know, again, that's something that you kind of take for granted, but that's not something that everybody uh, asks about. You know, you show up with your, with your PowerPoint and then they're like, what is that? Where does it go? And you're like, this is my presentation. <laughs> yeah, we're we're kind of stressing over all the all the tech stuff because we're like, oh no, I haven't run a projector in a long time, you know. But it's we're gonna have we're gonna have one person who knows how to run it, and they're gonna that's gonna be their job for the for the show, you know. And uh, you know, we're we're still looking for a few things like. Uh, I just approached Boy Scouts about possibly being our ticket takers, you know, that sort of thing and kind of helping out like with the gopher stuff, you know, maybe a vendor wants to uh, run to the bathroom or something and they can watch the stand or something for a minute. And yeah, it just things like that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to like run through everything in my head as we're, as we're talking about this, um, what I would what I would absolutely love for this is if we had a strong native presence to talk about mythology or or something like that. And I just I haven't had any response for that, and I'm a little I'm a little bummed out about that yeah. because I approached U, UAF and Doyon and Tanana Chiefs <laughs> and just anyone and everyone I could think of. And I just haven't 
I just haven't had a response back. Yeah. Well, I, I think I've told you about my experience, uh, you know, when I was writing my book and pretty much the same, you know, I reached out to a, a, several of the different native uh, communities and corporations and I either didn't yeah. hear back or they basically just wished me the best of luck and, you know. Keep, you well, know. <laughs> the, the, the problem I had with Doyon is like, I'm, I'm a Doyon shareholder. I'm part of the basket, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm with that group and I still didn't get a, a call back or anything. And I was, uh, every, you know, they have like their annual voting for like, who's going to be on the board. And if you send it in by a certain date, then you get entered for this drawing and I won the drawing. And I was like, come on, like I've, I've actually won the annual shareholder thing. And I'm sure there's a bunch of people who win that or something, but I was one of them and I still didn't get a call back, you know? And I was, I, I will say, like I, I emailed them, I called them, I hand delivered papers to them and there was still nothing. So. Doyon, I'm a little disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, that's been pretty much my experience as well. So I can't, uh, I can't say, ha, they talk to me. <laughs> so it uh, seems to be just the way it is. I, I tell a lot of people during my presentation that it's their, their stories and they like to keep them, you know, for themselves. And yeah, I know, especially, you know, when a white guy comes up and, and starts asking about it, they're like, oh, what are they going to do to this? Because, you know, they've been, they've done so well with everything else. <laughs> so. Well, you know, and I don't, I don't really look particularly native, you know, unless you see a picture of me next to like my great grandma or something. And we have like the same face shape. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay, I see it now. But um, yeah, so they, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're getting things done. Uh, we, I want to say that we possibly might have a fourth guest speaker, but it's still up in the air. Nothing is finalized. And if we do have a fourth guest speaker, then we'll make note of it on Facebook and Instagram and the website because we have all of those things. <laughs> um, so um, if this is a, a successful event and well, how, how are you going to gauge it in success by ticket sales or by the reaction of the guests or if there is a, if, if you consider it successful, is there going to be a, a part two or a second annual Boreal Bigfoot Expo? If, if it's a success, then yeah, we'll probably try and have a second one because we have, we have a lot of people who seem really interested. Um, and it'll probably kind of depend on ticket sales, to be honest. And ticket sales have been uh, picking up, you know, I, I think we opened ticket sales in April or something and we kind of announced that it was kind of a slow open or whatever if you will but um yeah they're they've been picking up and we're about to have some radio ads and tv ads and stuff so it i'm sure it'll kind of explode here pretty soon uh, we also we've been running our own ads <laughs> uh people around fairbanks might have seen bigfoot in a cost like someone in <laughs> bigfoot costume running around being filmed and and we have so we have our own YouTube channel, so uh, I don't know if people want to check out all the stuff that we've been filming, then they can check it out. It's Boreal Bigfoot Expo <laughs> on YouTube. It's everything is Boreal Bigfoot Expo. 
Um, and I don't know, maybe I should mention what the hell boreal means. Like Fairbanks is situated within a boreal forest. And that's why we went with that, that word, Boreal Bigfoot Expo, uh, because that's the type of forest that extends from Ninana kind of up to Fairbanks and then down to Toke. Um, that is the Tanana Valley State Forest. And it, it's like, it's massive. It's, I think it's like 1.81 million acres or something of forest and it's all boreal forest so and we have a we have a lot of bigfoot sightings up here they just don't get reported like they do um like down the panhandle or or in bethel or something yeah it definitely seems like they talk about it more in southeast than they do anywhere else even here on the kenai peninsula it's not something that's you know you gotta um, everybody knows somebody that has a bigfoot story but not any everybody will just come out and tell you their story if that makes any sense uh, i've i've picked up a lot a lot of stories um from from the ninana area so you know ninana is pretty wild with with some bigfoot stories so i uh i was <laughs> at one point i was with mufon and i when i was the assistant state director uh the state director lived in in Ninana, so I'd always get stories and stuff from him. And he was pretty sure that just about everyone in Ninana had seen a UFO at some point in their life and had also seen or heard um, a Bigfoot in their life as well. And just in that area, um, just in that Ninana area. So I don't know, it's, it's uh, I would say that Ninana is a major hotspot actually. Yeah, I spent like six hours there, broke down the side of the road one time when I was in the army, and I didn't see or hear anything. But <laughs> well, was, um, I wanted to. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, there are there is Boreal Bigfoot Expo swag available on uh, the website. Yeah. Is there not? Yes. Uh, um. Actually, I picked up a hat for myself because I I'll wear a beanie like at the gym and stuff. So. Figure I can advertise while I'm at the gym. <laughs> yeah, I got a uh, hoodie this morning, so. Uh, and it's it's just like t-shirts and a hoodie, and uh, there's like a camp enamel wear uh, mug, and I think a like a trucker cap kind of a thing, and just yeah. all of that just kind of goes to help funding us uh, put all this stuff together. So if you can't uh, make the journey all the way up to Alaska to go to the expo, you can uh, help them out a little bit and uh, pick up something nice for yourself and uh, advertise uh, in the World 48. And I, if there is a second one, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get like, I thought, oh, you know what? It'd be really cool if there was like, if we had a showcase of native masks and then I started looking at prices of, native masks <laughs> they're so expensive so maybe this next one i can save up and get one or two native masks and and have those on display or something i don't know i'm already thinking about the second one yeah uh, maybe one of the the museums would uh, loan a couple out or, or you know bring some and have a little display if you gave them some space you know guess what 
I emailed the UAF Museum and said, hey, I have this idea, if you're willing to work with us, for like maybe a traveling exhibit sort of a thing, because I know for a fact that they have some uh, little statues of like the Kushtakan stuff up, up there, um, because I've walked through the museum. And I, they probably have more downstairs in their archives that I, I really don't know. And they never got back to me. It's, it is the year of people not getting back to me. Yeah. Well, I found, I mean, just with, you know, in the last year with COVID and stuff, like doing yeah. anything is so hard. Like people don't get back to you. It's just people are working from home and it just, I don't know. It's, it's hard to get anything done any, anymore with the way things are. Um, and uh, hopefully with everybody going back to work, knock on wood, uh, it gets a little better, but, uh, yeah, I've had some of the same experiences just trying to get just stuff done. Uh, you know, emails that go out and never, you know, I never hear from anybody, stuff like that. And yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. My work never stopped because, uh, the company I work for, we, we do construction and it's all commercial mechanical contracting stuff. So military, <laughs> military needs, plumbing and pipe fitting and stuff done. So that's, we can't just stop work. Yeah, we were trying to get some banking stuff done. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, you would call, we were calling and asking to ask questions. And, you know, the person's like working from home. You can like hear their dogs and kids and stuff yelling mm -hmm. in the background. And, and uh, then they're, they're like, well, I don't, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that. And then not call you back or you'd leave them a voicemail and they wouldn't call you back. <laughs> yeah, we we actually had some of our vendors do that, and it was it was weird because it would it just took extra long to get stuff, and then shipping was a nightmare, and it's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy, and then I felt like I couldn't just get out and do stuff because I don't know, just because that's kind of what got programmed in, like just stay just stay home unless you absolutely have to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think so. we had like two expeditions that we had to cancel because of it. And one was yeah. in uh, the Prince of Wales Island that we were going to, we were going to go and spend some time there. And, and, uh, you know, after reading Dr. Alley's second book and, uh, hearing some of the encounters that happened there, I, I, I want to go there even more now. Like it's that, that place seems like it's a, a pretty good hotspot for some yeah. stuff down there. So yeah, yeah I've days, had that on my, to-do list or something, I guess my bucket list. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but yeah. Um, and I've only been, I've only been out that way. Like I, I moved to Oregon for like just over a year and when I was coming back. So most of that was at night for the portages and I really didn't get out. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was disappointing because I wanted to get out and I, that was my first time around the panhandle area, you know, yeah. I, for I for anyone who doesn't live in Alaska, for, to get from anywhere down to the Panhandle, you have to fly to Seattle, and then like to Ketchikan or to Juneau or something. And I think sometimes they, there's a direct flight from out of Anchorage, but gotta be lucky for that, I guess. Yeah, I worked in Huna for like a week. Uh, they had a couple of officers get get murdered, and uh, they're police force was basically cut in half uh, by the loss of those two officers. So me and another officer that I worked with uh, went down there and filled in for a week. 
and uh, that's probably the most time I've ever spent in Southeast. And it, I thought it rained a lot in Homer. Uh, it, <laughs> it rained all the time in Huna. Like, I think there was like maybe 10 minutes of sunshine in the seven days I was there. I've heard that it rains a lot down there, but I, like I said, I haven't spent a lot of time down there. And I need to make a trip just down the panhandle and I don't know, just hit up all, all the spaces, I guess. Yeah. All the cool places. I'm thinking about, I haven't thought about it too hard, but I'm thinking about putting together a, um, a documentary uh, just basically about all that covers all of Alaska and would give me the opportunity to go to a bunch of different places in Alaska and film. And mm -hmm. uh, that's definitely, I want to spend a lot of time in Southeast, but uh, that's, that's a year or two down the road and, and, you know, kind of depending on the situation uh, with documentaries at the time. I know right now it's kind of hard to get them on Amazon. So, well, I'll have to, I'll have to assess the situation later and then, make a decision, but I'd probably have to do a, a um, what do you call it? A, a crowdsourcing or GoFundMe or something mm -hmm. for it um, to, to get, get that together. But uh, it's, it's something I'm thinking about because um, I have a lot of fun going to places and, and uh, filming, but uh, I hate filming myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd, I would have to yeah. get some, uh, some money together so I could have somebody come with me and, and help me film. Uh, if if someone's it. job yeah. is to just, film or do photography or something it is so relieving to everyone else because they don't have to worry about it you know so yeah. i understand and you know i'm not used to it either you know like putting together videos for my youtube and stuff i'll be i'll be seeing or hearing something really cool and then i'll be like oh oh maybe i should film this. <laughs> so oh um before i forget uh you and Stephen Major and I think Adam Davies, you guys might be going up to Fort Yukon after the expo. Is that right? I think so. I, I don't think we've finalized anything, but we're definitely we're definitely talking about heading somewhere above the Arctic Circle and, and doing some. I, I don't know if we're really going to be filming a whole lot or if we're just going to be doing an expedition. I, I don't think we're going to have a cameraman come with us. I think if we do any filming, it's going to be just us. But you guys are looking for stories from up that way. Mm -hmm. So, hey, if you guys have a story, <laughs> send, it, send it to Beans here. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, yeah. I talked to Stephen just a little bit before I uh, got you on here, and he said he's getting some good uh, some good sightings out of that area. So some somebody's somebody's reaching out to him. Okay, yeah, well, we've been posting, you know, calls for that kind of stuff for you guys. So hopefully, people are seeing it and giving you guys stories, and yeah, yeah, because I. I haven't really been up that north that, you know, too far. I, I've gone to like Arctic Circle Hot Springs when that was open, um, which is a really cool hot spot for ghosts, if anyone is interested in that. But I don't think they're open again. I think they just have a caretaker up there. So don't break in there because that's not cool. Um, but they have a lot of cool history up there. Yeah, we'll have to. I'll have to have you on again sometime, and we'll have to maybe around Halloween we'll do a, a episode about ghosts, and then um, maybe we or can. What, uh, that's that? what uh, Art Bell would call ghost to ghost AM. <laughs> we'll have to. We'll have to come up with something Alaska themed for it. But uh, okay. yeah, I'd, I'd like to branch out. I know pretty much we just cover Bigfoot for the time being, but I've got some other stuff planned and. Uh, especially with like water monsters, 
I've had mm-hmm. uh, had some water monster uh, a, a water monster sighting that I, I got to follow up on, and, and there's a witness I'm trying to get in touch with that said he saw something that looked like Nessie, and uh, I can't wait to talk to that guy. But uh, have you I, uh, have you ever talked to Bruce Wright? He's out of Palmer. He's he's a he's a biologist slash ecologist, and I think he specializes in. Um, like fish and stuff like that. Like I think I've heard the name, but I don't think I've ever talked to him. Because we we almost got him for the expo, but it ended up uh, he was going to be out in the fields, or he is going to be out in the fields um, during the expo. So he kind of dropped out at the last minute, which is disappointing because he, he's doing research on the Lake Iliamna monster. Oh, wow. He's yeah. trying to figure that out. Um. And I, th- I thought that would be so cool to have, you know, Bigfoot stuff and then to be like, hey, we have something on this lake monster. And I, I don't know if you know about this, but Alaska actually has a lot of water monsters like the Cadborosaurus. And um, there's been a lot of like sea serpents, sea snakes, that kind of thing. Um, and I, I thought... I read somewhere years ago that they actually had a preserved specimen at, I want to say in, maybe in Juneau or something or Skagway or something. And they didn't preserve it right. So they had it like it was there for like 30 or 40 years in the museum. Then they had to get rid of it because it was rotting or something. Oh. And I mean, I they probably didn't know DNA was coming, so they couldn't just scoop some in a jar and, and keep it. <laughs> Yeah, they just kind of like threw it away after a while or something. But like, that's pretty cool. Um, oh, and then there's also, uh, there's there's like this weird, uh, oh gosh, totally forgot the name of it. It's, uh, I'll, I'll think of it here in a second. I'll think of it here in a second. <laughs> Actually, it sounds like we could have the Boreal Cryptid Con or Expo. <laughs> oh, the stellar, the stellar sea ape. That's what it is. The stellar sea ape. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Um, one. Yeah. And uh, when when the Russians were over, uh, they were they had this guy on board, and he was just documenting like all the different wildlife and plants and stuff. And he said that this thing, um, it almost looked like a person out in the water, but like real hairy, and it it almost sounds like a giant otter or something but it had like a fishy tail or something and i don't know it you can go online and like google stellar sea ape and see what it looked like um but it's it's really bizarre it's uh and you can read about it if you find the journals or i think it's the journals like travel log kind of journals uh from that stellar wrote well, there's a sighting in Dr. Alley's new book of a lady on a boat. The boat's traveling along, or maybe it's sitting still. I don't remember. She hears something splashing on the side of the on the side of the boat, and she looks over there, and there's like a hairy man like swimming through the water next to the boat. And uh, there's actually a drawing of the uh, of the face in the book. It's actually pretty cool. Did it have big long whiskers? Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> the stellar sea ape like had big long whiskers. Um, almost, it all, the way they were drawn, it almost reminded me of like a, like a sea lion with the whiskers, you know, 
Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I remember like the guy that the stellar sea lion is named after is the guy that witnessed it. Yeah. Uh, his, I think his name was stellar, but yeah. I, no, I, that's, I a, it's a, that's the same stellar as the stellar C8. Yeah. 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 It, anything that has stellar, like the stellar Eagle and all that, that's all this, this Russian guy that came over in the ship. And he just like, he was like, Oh, look at that. It's going to be called stellar, stellar yeah. Eagle, stellar, sea lion (laughs) everybody's like oh man that sucks and then but here in a few years they're going to be going oh there's a baxter bigfoot (laughs) (laughs) all right well is there anything else uh you want to you want to promote any of your own books anything like that before we uh we get off here uh i wasn't really coming on here to to promote my own stuff uh other than the the expo uh but if you want to jump on amazon.com you can you can find my books um jesse desmond just search my name and they'll pop up i have one on being a ghost investigator which i that's how i started into all this (laughs) and then i have like a manual of tools that kind of uh goes hand in hand with that because it tells you what tools you want to use and why you want to use them and how to use them and how to collect data from those tools. Um, So it's kind of useful if you don't know what you're doing or if you're just starting out or something. Um, What else? I, (laughs) my thesis is on there because I have a a degree in history. Uh, So you'll find a book on Vlad Dracula. Um, And what else? Um, like a travel book or a book? Yeah, about, I, I, have like, a, I have a new travel book um, that came out right before COVID hit. It came out like about a week or two right before everything started getting shut down. And that's, it's the alternative travel guide for it, the interior of Alaska. So I have like all the cemeteries listed, uh, big and small. I have UFO hotspots and Bigfoot hotspots and haunted areas and where to go for coffee and beer and distilleries because we have a growing number of these things coming up here and i don't know just like roadside oddities and so so if someone um, was going to make a road trip out of going to the boreal bigfoot expo they could pick up your book they could and then uh, visit some of the interesting and uh, unusual sites on their way to the Boreal Bigfoot Expo. They could. Um, it, and it goes from like the east side and the west side, you know, and it, it does extend up north. But I would I would assume that if someone's traveling to the expo, they're probably coming from like Anchorage or Valdez or something, you know. So uh, it covers all those areas and... I hope it's really helpful. Um, we, we do have some new places opening up, like uh, Latitude 65 Brewing Company. It's not mentioned in the book because they just opened up. And <laughs> I would have to print like a new edition. So <laughs> maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll add to it a little bit or something here pretty soon. The uh, um, the Hoodoo Brewing Company? Is, that, is yeah. it Hoodoo or Hoodoo? Hoodoo. Hoodoo. Are they going to have a, a, a boreal... Bigfoot ale for us to sample. We met, we, uh, we kind of poked at that a little bit and 
probably not, but they do have a really awesome like outdoor seating area. So it's going to be very aesthetically pleasing to people. If I was doing they, they always have a food truck. truck. Slap a sticker on something and say it's Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think we told them that too. <laughs> actually, if if people want to, they can go to the uh, the website, and we actually have that uh, the Hoodoo Brewing uh, commercial loop on loop on the main front page of the website. So people can check that out. Uh, we all of our commercials are like our promos or whatever you want to call them. Uh, they're all pretty tongue in cheek, you know, so, you know, we like to poke fun at stuff a little bit. Um, so you can find like a frolicking big foot through the woods and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Check them out. And you can go see all that. Where at the Boreal Bigfoot Expo.com. Is that the website? Yep. Boreal Bigfoot Expo.com. You can go there. You can get your tickets. Uh, you can see who's speaking and you can pick up some, some swag and you can get all kinds of information on the event. And yeah, we're, our schedule is pretty loose right now on the website, but it will tighten up as we get closer and have things a little more, you know, in co- concrete there, like set in stone. Awesome. All right. Well, Jesse, I appreciate you coming on so much. And uh, I hope that uh, everybody that hears this makes an attempt to come to the expo. I think uh, we're going to have a great time and, I mean, technically, you're part of history. It's the first Bigfoot event uh, ever. So if you get to show up, uh, you get to help make history. And, yeah, if you have a sighting, we totally want to hear your sighting. Uh, If you have a photo of something, you know, let us know. Um, I think we just got one coming to us from Ninana this morning. So people are sending them in. And... uh, all the event coordinators have sent in some stuff as well um, for that. And we're going to just have this public photo display um, with whatever we get. And the deadline for that again is August 14th. That way we have time to get it set up and look nice. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we're going to have a lot of interactive stuff too. So, you know, expect that. It'll be fun. Yeah, that sounds like it's worth the price of admission alone. So, all right, people, uh, check it out. Go to the BorealBigfootExpo.com for all your Boreal Bigfoot Expo needs. And I'm going to sign off here. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it and hope to have you back on to talk about more Alaska strangeness. Okay. Well, I know a lot of stuff about that. So, uh, yeah, just let me know when. And thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I think we meant to do this a little earlier, but it's, you know, whatever. It's fun. Yeah. I think this works out fine because it's not too <laughs> far in advance that people are going to forget about the expo and it's not, you know, too soon that they can't get their tickets. So I think this is probably around the perfect time. Yep. yep. Oh, and Bye. find us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube <laughs> and everything else. Uh, and if you have questions, we can answer them. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye-bye. All right.